Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. As we predicted on this show, DC is launching a streaming service. Where are all the Wonder Woman ads? A new Justice League poster and what super super famous director might be joining the DC universe in a flash? Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. In the Great Hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes. Well, three. Yeah! One of them's shooting a TV show right now, and one of them's in New Orleans celebrating his birthday. But there's three here. Um, one of these days, we're going to figure out how to get the whole intro song. No, nope, we, we, ju- we just can't see because it was like you're starting with a lie. I only see three. Done. Done. We're pulling the plug. We're it's pulling it. So abrupt. Yeah. It's an abrupt end of joy. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is the DC Movie News Show right here on the Popcorn Talk Network. We don't have the full squad, but we have three fifths of the full squad now. Which I is something. Just watched it play back with us pumping our fists. Yeah. We did not look as cool as we felt. Oh, I, I really? genuinely thought it looked way cooler we than did, it did. We did yeah. not look as I cool as we felt. I thought it looked awesome. We're like bouncing. Well. And Anthony tried to help us with the lights to make it look cooler. Thanks, but then Anthony. it just looked like we were sad, pathetic people That's at the club. The real, and, it was like, we're going to pull this music. I'm helping you guys out. It was Be not. Done. Not chill. That's my move when I dance. I just do this and just hope. That's oh, my go-to, too. Uh, let go of the fist. It's more inviting. Like this? Yeah. Is no, that? both fists. Both oh, fists, okay. yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm just making, like, waves in a pool now. Now I'm just a hydraulic machine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm into it. Nailed it. Feel good about that. All what? the ladies want you. <laughs> that was my Aquaman audition. Mm-hmm. You, how'd it go? <laughs> Nailed it. Well, well. well, all right. Hey, you know what? You haven't heard a no yet, have you? That's true. <laughs> there you go. All right. Oh, God, we're bouncing again. We do look ridiculous. Okay. What's up, everybody? We're at DC Movies SK on Twitter and Facebook.com slash DC Movies SK. Johnny LaQuasto here with you at Jay Quasto. And yeah, do we know how to book a show? Let's get the camera off of me and get it to the left of me, please. Thank you very much. First up, she is a bit of a Riddler today. And let's be honest, she's become a full-timer here on the show. She's an amazing cosplayer. She gets paid to go to Hawaii to do cool cosplay things. You can find her on Twitter, at Elena Jordan, because she's Elena Jordan. Hey, that's me, and I'm glad to be back. Thanks. Of course. You don't even know why it's so cool that you're wearing that, because everybody's given up on Gotham except for me, and I'll never give up. But the Riddler was a big deal on yes. Gotham this week, so you lined it up perfectly. <laughs> I think she planned it out. It was pretty good. I'm the Riddler. That's what he sounded like. And also... That's that pretty spot on. There you go. Yep, nailed it. Also, we have a crown jewel in the house. She's the host of TV Fights on Screen Junkies. And uh, she also is just... I can't even keep track. She's on The Tomorrow Show. She's a host... Um, what's the thing? The high thing? Oh, on Anchor, yeah. Take You Higher with Roxy Stryer. Take You Higher with Roxy Stryer on Anchor. It sounds like you're the one who's been smoking the weed, but I know it's nope, not true. I what's, just don't what's sleep. What's the high thing? Yeah, me neither. No. Me neither, man. Somebody's <laughs> trying to book me on the show right now. They're like, what times do you have available? I'm like, 4 a.m. on this day. Yeah. Like, 3 a.m. on this day, you know? Well, last night, we were texting at 2 a.m. trying to put this show together. <laughs> I had just, I recorded my album last night in Brea, so I literally am driving home at, like, 2 in the morning. I'm like, I'll get home, and I'll just put... Okay, I got it. And, like, 3.30 in the morning, I put it together. So here we are. So was that an imitation of you on crack? 
girl. No, this is me and my. This is this is what happens in my head all the time. I oh, just, comedian's head. A little bit of Got a better it. presentation. Got it. Anyways, follow her on Twitter at Roxy Stryer and on Instagram at Roxy Stryer and on any other thing at Roxy Stryer. Yeah, keep it easy for the people. That's right. I do it for the people. She does it for the peeps. Like you were talking about before the show, Johnny. This is what I don't understand. Yep. We're like five seconds into the show and we've got five thumbs down on YouTube. I don't get it. What's up with you people? I don't get it. Who are you calling you people? Guys, we love you so much. Give us that thumbs up. Watch yeah. us on YouTube. What are Listen you doing? Us on iTunes. Rate, comment, subscribe. Come on. You that know this show's stuff. fun. Why would you give a thumbs down before it even starts? Yeah, the fun has just that's begun. Why. because it hadn't started. And they were like, we need Maybe. more DC movie news. Maybe. Do you well, think they didn't like our fist bumping? They were I mean, a to, premonition of the fist bump uh, to before fair, it even happened. That may have earned a thumbs down. Mm. Yeah, that's a, But let's get into a it. A few fists down. So... There is a lot of drama over the last few months because what's going to happen with The Flash? Well, good God <gasps> almighty, we might have an answer. Whew. Robert Zemeckis? Uh, this is Say what? wild. This is insane to me. Like, this is that- on ScreenRant.com, so I think they're generally pretty reputable. Yeah, It is, um, but our good friend Humberto Gonzalez also tweeted saying, Not true. Not in talks. Fake he, news. He took a meeting, and that is it. They're still meeting with other directors. So to me, taking a meeting... Means something. Kind of means yeah. in talks. It doesn't mean official, but it means... They're literally being in a meeting is being look. In he took talk. a meeting, but no one spoke. Yeah. They just stared at each other in silence. In silence. Look, if you can get he an just hour screamed of Robert... all of Back to the Future, and they were just like, "Please, please, <laughs> yes, please." Look, and then that was the end. If you can get an hour of Robert Zemeckis' time, obviously he's doing it for a reason. That's the way I look at it. Of course, of course, and honestly, every single time we've had turnover in the Flash movie, which has been. Too many times that I could um, even say right lot. now. Everyone's and, and people have the been, flash. yeah, exactly. People have been like, no, uh oh, uh, what's going to happen? Everybody would shut up. Nobody would care about any of the turnover. We wouldn't remember anybody who had been attached to the project before Robert Zemeckis. He is like the Trump card. You put him down, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh right, who framed Robert Zemeckis on the Flash? Well, Screen Pun. Junkies reported funny <laughs> the rumor. I, I liked it. Screen Junkies initially reported the rumor. I guess hey that yo, he was in talks. that's so, my company. You yeah. know, uh, but then Umberto shot it right down. Yeah. So I don't know if this. Is is happening. This would be the best thing ever. It would it's be amazing. Clearly not confirmed, but I'm so in on it because, like, yeah. I mean, run, Flash, run. Yes. Get it? Like Forest. Yes. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> These are my magic shows. <laughs> so that was. I, you guys are killing it. With I do the a lot of Forrest Gump. I do a lot of Forrest Gump impressions for no reason. Let's see. Apparently, Andy Signore had I a screen junkie that's descending from it. Alabama. Oh, oh all the impressions? Yeah. I just love playing ping pong. My flexo like ping pong paddle. When I drink, I my Boston voluntary. accent comes out more, so I feel that. <laughs> yeah. I just turn into Forrest Gump. So, and we're like, oh, nice. I mean, you know, the, the Flash, it, there was a, we were in trouble, let's be honest. When they lost the director and no one knew what was happening, I'm glad that even if he's just in talks, at least that means they're looking at amazing people. Zeno Hour yeah. in the chat says, in talks means an offer is on the table. Is that in Webster? Um, Who says? 
Who says that's what in talks mean? I feel like in talk people have just mistaken what that's meant for so long. We're in talks. In talks if, means there's mutual interest. If I need to get a babysitter for the night, which I probably what? don't because I have no children, okay. but if one day I did and I needed to hire a babysitter. Breaking news, Roxy needs a fake babysitter. I fake news, fake babysitter. And you call somebody, you text them, and you say, can you come babysit tonight? And they say, let me think about it. That's a talk. You're in talks. Not Just because they don't say yes right away. Just because that means one person was interested. So mm-hmm. you're talking. Sure. Babysitters. Zemeckis. I, I love clear. the babysitter like analogy it. just crushed it. That was perfect. It and then maybe flash. after the flash, she can do the babysitter's club. Oh, my. Love those remake. books. Yep. And then Roxy can star in it. We... We figured out a whole. And the Flash line. will have to run eighty-eight miles an hour. Life is yes. like a box oh. of Flash. Yep. Boom. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think a lot's mm-hmm. going on here. I'm kill- guys killing it with these puns. I'm telling you, it's, it's exciting news. If it does, if it happens, I think we're in pretty damn good shape with the Flash. Okay, the party pooper. They had a first date. Yeah. What do you say when you go on a first date to somebody and people are like, "Oh, do you know him?" You say, "Yeah, I'm talking to him." Yeah. Right. Did you kiss him? Maybe I did. Okay. Maybe they did kiss Robert Zemeckis. Maybe. maybe you gotta kiss a lot of frogs to get to your prince, and maybe he's the prince, okay? He might be. What don't Robert you get Zemeckis about this, Johnny? Definitely I get it. I get it. Look, I'm on board with all your analogies thus far. Thank you. You haven't lost me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we predicted this, I think, maybe a month ago or so. We were talking about how, I know Mikey Christmas was all over this, about how DC, the possibility of having a streaming service, how mm-hmm. that would be really cool. Well... Uh, it's going to begin sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Young Justice Outsiders will also be part, uh, which is going to happen in 2018. And also, uh, Greg Berlanti's Titans are going to be a part of it. So, what have you guys heard about this so far? This is pretty damn cool. The question is, is it going to be a monthly fee, I guess, kind of like Netflix? I think it's going to be similar to um, like the new Comic-Con HQ, HQ. Mm-hmm. which is, I think, kind of piggybacking off of that streaming service. Um, especially because they're doing a lot of, you know, the, the scripted things, which I think it's kind of pulling a little bit from that Comic-Con HQ template, which I think is a brilliant idea, and fans have really latched on to, to that, so I feel like this is a great idea, and I think it's the perfect outlet for things that have been shopped around, like Titans, who yep. haven't really found Great. an audience. Yeah, so when DIY. TNT says no, it's like, yeah, well, then we'll just make it ourselves. Let, and Yeah. Let's talk about pros and cons here for a second, though, because mm-hmm. there are a couple of cons, but we'll get to them. The pros are, number one, creating more jobs for people in the industry. Yeah. That's awesome. He loves it. Number two, giving a platform to places that might not, as you said, Elena, necessarily have already found a platform. Number three, more DC content, which if you're a DC fan, you want as much content as you can possibly get, especially if it's good. Mm-hmm. Let's move over to the cons for a second. Mm, okay. I have a feeling that this is the wave of the future. All of these different kinds of companies are going to start their own streaming VOD. services. Well, if you look and, at there's a lot of changes. I mean, ESPN laid off almost 100 on-air talents yesterday. Some major names, some just regional names. But, like, number one, they made a lot of mistakes. But, number two, I think they're going more towards the syndicated 
aspect of things as well. It's even in the sports world, it's a lot of changes. Yes, right a lot of changes. But when right now you've got the big hitters, you've got Amazon, you've got Hulu, you've got Netflix, all of these streaming services, there are new ones launching all the time, Black Pill coming out, all of these different services. Eventually, what it's going to be like are all these companies are going to have their own service and you're going to have to pay $5-ish a month in order to access that service. Mm-hmm. So that could mean a lot of money being spent for us. You know, $5 adds up very quickly if you have to buy it does. 10 streaming services yeah, every it's month. more than cable. And it is. So I, I think that this is the way that we're going, and 10 is a small number. Imagine if all of the channels start doing it, if ABC starts doing their streaming service, if FX, if every single one. I think that will be how it goes, but I think ultimately what's going to happen is it's going to be something that caps where it is too much. and A then bundle. It, yeah, it, it's a tipping, and it's going to be basically how cable was introduced. And you look at the history of cable and how that kind of became packaging and how the different companies kind of latched onto that. I think it's going to be the same thing with this digital era, but the difference is now we'll be able to have the fans directly respond to things and they'll have that digital platform, whereas television is all one-sided. It's providing the content and then viewers absorbing it. Now fans can directly say, this is what I like, this is what I don't, and it's all in one location for producers and executives. And I think that that's a good thing, whereas I'm with you, we're... We're in the age right now where it's kind of at that tipping point. In order We're going to have to suffer a little bit. I agree, but the problem is, in order for this service to be successful, people are going to have to buy it. Yep. Now, you're marketing to a bunch of millennials who have never paid for anything a day in their life. I don't even know people who buy Netflix. Everybody I know who has Netflix uses their friend's password for Netflix. Seriously? Or some, yes. I pay for Netflix. Okay, you're you're on the millennial cusp. You're millennial adjacent. I'm not a millennial. You, well, you, I'm not adjacent. Oh, you're adjacent. Think. You're adjacent. I'm just out of it, I guess. Yeah, you're just out of the millennial reach. I'm saying millennials, it's either they use their parents' Netflix or their friends' Netflix. Some of them, of course, have to have it. But I think that getting a lot of people to sign on, people people don't want to do it. So in order for this streaming service to be successful, people have to buy it in order for them to buy it. But because it's a streaming service, it could also be lower fees and higher ads. Because you can put more ads on there and generate revenue that way as well. So I feel like there's the potential that, yes, this could be a negative because of pricing. But I feel like ultimately, I think that they'll find ways to negate that and make it where it's not too much for the audience. Well, also, though, don't forget, if you're having a streaming service, how much content... Is there going to be? There's got to be a decent amount of content in order to pay for it. Right. We're talking right. about the two shows they're launching with, but of course. Is that enough to pay five bucks a month for? No. But and there's... that's a number that I've thrown out. That's not a right. number I mean, that they've... Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So... And I can't forget, YouTube TV is... Uh, I don't know when that's coming out, but that's going to be 35 bucks a month, which I think includes anywhere from 18 to 20 major networks or something. But if you think about it, there's positives and negatives of that it's like you're paying 35 bucks a month for youtube tv that's essentially almost paying for cable all of Mm -hmm. this is just showing that we are at a very strange time with a lot of changes happening and i think it's awesome that dc is acknowledging that is ready to compete and is ready to do this streaming service and it is our job to support them and unfortunately whether you're somebody who wants to or not if you want to keep seeing dc thrive this is a service you should think about purchasing 
Yeah, no doubt about that. There's a lot of changes, and especially if you work in the industry, it's a little bit scary. It's also kind of exciting, and it makes you realize, oh, I better just DIY as much stuff as yeah. I can possibly. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about it, too, because the streaming services tend to be a little bit more hands-off from the executives and seem to be more creator-based. Yes, they say run which, with it. Yeah, which tends to generate better content. So I think this is kind of the perfect outlet where the main issues we've had with some of DC's on-air productions is that... It's been too many hands, too many cooks in the kitchen. Too many cooks. Too, too many, many cooks. cooks. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Rest of the show. That's, that's all it. this is. Forty mm-hmm. minutes. Um, so I think that this is kind of you know the perfect answer to that. So I'm excited to see what they come up with, and I think hopefully this will generate enough really good content that it will instill a little bit of confidence in some of the higher ups to kind of take a step back for some do you bigger think things. This is maybe preparation to have a home for all the CW shows? Pro- probably and like Matthew Leach says in the chat, a lot of us have assumed that the DC streaming service will give us all the DC animation mm-hmm. and live action movies and shows. So maybe not just the CW shows, but every show, all of the movies, and if they do that, oh, this will probably be assume. the only place that any of that content lives. They would potentially pull that content off the other streaming networks in which it exists currently. How cool would that be? The streaming service just has nonstop all the DC movies. Yeah, I think old that's school, what they're going old for. Old school yeah. Batman shows, like everything. Like the entire catalog. Oh, God, yeah, that's worth paying for. Yeah, see? It's like WWE Network. They have so many hours of old content. Not Even non-WWE things, it's so worth the money because you have an endless supply, an endless library of things you could watch and learn from, and I think DC could totally pull that off. Cool. I'm on board. All right, so Chris Pratt, uh, actually, who was he talking to this past week? Um, he said a couple things about the DC Universe, which uh, I love Pratt. How do you not love Pratt? He says, I really like all the Warner Brothers DC films. I think they're really cool, and I'm not a real tough critic on those movies, but one of the flaws may have been they were introducing too many characters in Suicide Squad. They spent ten minutes telling us why we should care about these characters, rather than creating trilogies for each character and convincing us to care about them. Uh, It's like Hardwood. They grew it really slowly, so it's strong. They didn't create Avengers first. They did Iron Man, then they tested it to make sure it worked. Then Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, then Cap... Then did Thor. So basically he's saying like it was a slower build, which, I mean, yeah, I can't disagree with him there. They definitely he, did a It was with build. IO9. And mm-hmm. yeah, honestly, he's a smarty. And yep. you see how um, versatile Chris Pratt really is. But I do always think it is a little risky when you are an actor and you're part of right now the... I don't want to say the better franchise because that's not how I feel, but the mm-hmm. more... the more critically acclaimed the more franchise. Popular. They're the more popular, yeah. I don't even know more popular because DC and well, Marvel, it's it's go, they go back and forth, but the one that's doing better at the... The one that has more movies. No, nah, they're not even doing better at the box office. The one that is that critics enjoy more, the ones that are yeah. getting better reviews, the, I guess. The one that has unrotten tomatoes. And, you know, if you're on that, it's easy to throw stones. Not that he was throwing, he was just lightly, like, tapping stones, maybe. So, mm-hmm. just careful he's walking the line here but it's chris pratt so i feel like he can get away with it because then he comes in with that quip right after yeah where he's talking about how the you know to kind of soften he's saying you know it's really freaking hard to do it's kind of a miracle anyone's got it right you know so i think it comes down to kevin and his filmmakers and ultimately me playing star lord yeah so it's like okay that's so true and and he like can do no wrong and he's hysterical and he does make light of it so yeah i just i feel like there's such a small amount of big, massive movie stars 
that you just don't want to like mess it up. I would be so nervous if I was him, just like always keeping my mouth shut about everything. But yeah. he does it well. Yeah, he, he wears it the well. line really well because he is like, you know, here's my two cents, and it is, you know. A, a good piece of advice, yeah. really. But he's like, he has but nothing to lose. Guardians is already just you know, Guardians is already blown up. It's and he signed on for two more Jurassic World movies. Oh he's doing Lord. Jurassic World two and three. It's going to be a trilogy. Wait, was the fir- the last Jurassic World even good? Yeah, yeah I, it, I loved it. But it most made a billion didn't. dollars faster yeah. oh. than any other movie in Universal history. Okay, I didn't see it. It was. I liked it. All right, fair hmm. enough. Uh, moving on, Diane Lane says she wants to work with Nicole Kidman, which I don't think this is going to happen, but she did say, I want to see with Nicole, that's what I really want, perhaps in another sequel, she said. Uh, perhaps which, on the streaming service. Maybe, a, that's about <laughs> all I get. Look, she's, how are you going to go from Kansas to Atlantis? That's not going to happen, but it's nice that she wants to work with What is my least favorite part of BVS? The Martha stuff. Oh, Martha. Really? Everybody loved the Martha stuff. I can't with you. <laughs> I can't. Uh, with the Martha stuff. Do I want now more mother stuff? Oh, no. These are two of the best actresses ever, and I never want to see them work together in this universe. Sure. No more mother stuff. Martha. Martha. Mother Martha. Effer. Yeah, mother effer. There you go. That's how I feel. Well, there you go. Boom. But, I, I, but I love both of them. Of I do love both of them. And it's but I yeah, I mean, what would that even be? Like this very odd Skype call? Like a really bad storm in Kansas. I don't know. <laughs> Tornadoes. Like I can't understand you. Uh, yeah. what else could happen. <laughs> hey guys, here's something exciting. Wonder Woman Ultimate Ticket. Regal Entertainment Group is offering a unique opportunity for Wonder Woman fans with the ultimate ticket which was revealed on the company's official website on Wednesday. It costs $100 plus shipping and will allow people to go see Wonder Woman at Regal locations once every business day for the entirety of the movie's initial run in theaters. Holy smokes, and it works on all formats. Why do I feel like they did this for Suicide Squad? Did they not? I remember they did some super ticket. No, BBS, BBS, I think. Oh, really? I want to say, yeah. There's a super ticket. I love when they do things like this. It Mm -hmm. gets people to go see the movie multiple times and not break their bank. $100 is still expensive, but if you're going to go see a movie 20 times. If it works for IMAX and 3D and everything. If you're Kalinowski, you get this ticket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially here, like theaters here for IMAX, it's like like 20 bucks. bucks, So it's like, okay. Right, so you could essentially you pay for the ticket. Times and it's like boom, done. Five, six times, you're good to go. Yep. I just love the fact that fans can have that option because look, there are going to be people that are going to go see this. They're going to bring all their friends and hey, party on, man. And there are movies that you want to see too, multiple times in different formats. Like I like to see a movie the first time. Like I don't like the IMAX. I don't like the 3D. I just want to go and see the movie as it's cut. Then I want to go back and I want to see the 3D. Then I want to go back and I want to see the IMAX. And then I want to see all of these other elements. And I want to see the same movie different ways so that mm-hmm. it feels like a new experience. Yeah, and on top of that, I like to see the movie with different people. I love yeah. to see a movie once by myself so that I can really like figure out how I feel about it. I like to see it with younger people, with older people, with your boyfriend, with your girlfriend, whatever. So it's cool. And I love collector's items. So the fact that this is like a steel thing like an actual ticket that's like mm-hmm. made of metal and has this engraved thing and they have your name on it you gold like the lasso it. and you it's hand cool. it over like I'm here to see Wonder Woman yes. the ticket of truth yes yep. my name is Steve <laughs> Trevor okay uh, speaking of Wonder Woman Blaster.com is an article about how there's been a lack of ads 
for Wonder Woman. Um, I actually saw a huge billboard on the freeway yesterday. That was pretty cool. I think that but. Mikey Christmas, if he was here right now, would be really upset with this article. Yeah. Um, in fact, I only included it in our rundown when I found out he wasn't going to be here because I didn't want to see his like veins pop out of his he head about mad. it. He gets very mad. Yeah, he gets really pissed about this kind of thing. But, you know, I do think that there is a little validity to this. Wonder Woman has been advertised plenty. It is true. But Justice League is being heavily advertised right now, and Wonder yeah. Woman is around the corner, and Justice League is not. So I do think that that's interesting. And Suicide Squad had 30 ads. Yes. So it's like, okay, like, come on, Wonder I mean, Woman by comparison. The, and they do have a smaller budget. They do. Not then Suicide Squad, but then Justice League. Yeah. Um, but I think that they are just banking on the fact that everybody's seeing Wonder Woman. It's selling itself. I almost feel like part of it, too, is if you're not going to spend, like, part part of your budget is marketing. Mm-hmm. And so if they're going to spend, you know, kind of like they did with Suicide Squad, a whole lot of money in marketing, that to me almost signifies more flash than substance. And so I, as much as I would love to agree just, you know, because I am very pro-feminism, and I'm like, yes, I do think everybody should come out and see this movie and see movies with female superheroes and female leads and also just a character that was very much hyped up in BVS, seemingly more so than her own standalone film. At the same time, I'm hoping with, you know, things like their promo of their collector's tickets and things that it's going to be like, hey, this is a movie you're going to want to see multiple times. When you see it, Going to buy your ticket again is going to be what generates the yeah, ads. They and it's going to be, be word of mouth. So overly confident. Let's I'm go to hoping the, that it's not the opposite. Let's go to the chat for a second here because there's a couple really great comments from Canucks fan. Thanks for always watching, by the way. Wrong, 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 wrong about the advertisements. Very, very helpful. Terry McGinnis. Four trailers, ten TV spots, seven posters, and tons of merchandise. I don't get the complaint. We're five weeks away. Yeah. Relax. It's going to pick up. It, it, and it's not, again, it's not like there's been no advertising. There just has been a lot of Justice yeah. League recently. Um, and I, I wonder if people think it's muddying the water. Th- this, but this guy's premise, the, the writer of this, um, what's his name? Oh, I'm sorry. It's a woman, Shane O'Neill. She said, uh, the lack of marketing worries me, which... We could beg to differ on the lack of marketing. It mm-hmm. worries uh, a lot of people who are invested in the success of female superheroes in film and television because it looks like Warner Brothers isn't even trying, and we all need this movie to be a success because we need more female-led movies, period. So I, I, I love her passion for the article, but I don't necessarily think we should be worried about a lack of ads for Wonder Woman. Yeah, uh, Greg in the chat, people will complain in a few weeks when the Blitz happens. They'll be like, stop showing too much. Right. That sounds a lot like people. Yep. Uh, some people are saying there is a li- We've got both sides of the argument here in the chat. You guys are awesome. But I, I see both sides. I think we're just fine. But it was worth mentioning. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, speaking of Justice League. <laughs> go ahead. I was just going to say, I think the one argument, though, that worrying that there's not ad- enough ads because they think that it's not going to be good is That's not, ridiculous. I think that that's yeah. just not a valid argument. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be a lot of the article. It's like, well, maybe they just don't think it's good. And I'm like, there's well, no way. I kind of feel like the opposite would be true in that case. Yeah. I agree. Well, there is an international, uh, condensed international trailer for Justice League released, and we're going to watch it right now. So let's. Uh, hey, yo, hey, yo, Let's hey take yo, it a hey, yo.
the others. There we go with the volume. There it is. Boom. Yeah. Great song choice. What are your superpowers again? I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> Batman heavy, action heavy. Yeah. Quick. This looks great. Rad. Watch her. I love how it shows Ray playing football. I just think it's also brilliant they have such a perfectly timed trailer. Like, the timing in this is so well cut. They're very good with this, when, the songs and the timing. Yeah, and since kind of the biggest issue, I think, with BBS is timing, I think this is like, look, we fixed it. I dig it. Maybe temporary. Yeah, I'm with Aquaman. I dig it. I mean, that was that's a hot-ass trailer. That's a minute of fury right there. Love it. Digging it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there we go. Uh, also, new Justice League poster has been released with a certain forgotten man on there. Who many Pretty think is... Pretty super. He is super. Let's get that poster up there. A certain forgotten man. <laughs> a certain yeah. forgotten yeah. man. <laughs> Looks like someone... I spotted him. You're talking about Cyborg, right? Yep, that's the yeah. one. Yeah. Mm. Yep, that was the one. Yeah, soups. I see you, baby. Shaking that cape. Yeah, boom. That's it. I liked Took me a second it. too I mean, long, but I, I got liked there. it. I love this poster. I think it's fantastic. Gets the point across. And uh, and with know, all of them facing forward and him just slightly askew. All the eye contact with people were bitching about a few weeks ago. Look, they're looking at the same thing. You're welcome. They're mm. all looking at the same thing, but his angle is slightly different. No, slightly no. different perspective. This time, somebody holds up a finger and is like, okay, everyone. Eye on the finger. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll get twit tweets about it. So and he's like, "Calm down, I die." Yeah, I'm doing my best. Chill out, man. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, so here's an article from Good. dot com. I guess it is. It's Good. dot is. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, so Heath Ledger's. This was interesting. Yeah, Heath Ledger's sister um, spoke to them. There's a rumor that since he died, wow, 2008, gosh. Um, yeah, and this, and this has been more than just a rumor. This is something that people, I think, the general consensus around his death um, had decided, talked about, realized. Yeah. People thought that he was so method that his death directly related to playing the Joker. And her quote is, I was really shocked because that was him having fun. Every report was coming out that he was depressed and that was taking a toll on him as the role and we're going, honestly, it was the absolute opposite. Couldn't be more wrong. She said, he had an amazing sense of humor, and I guess maybe only his family and friends know that, but he was having fun. He wasn't depressed about the Joker. And if anyone knows anything about mental illness, there's never one catalyst. I mean, we just had an interview on Compadres with A.J. Mendez-Brooks last week who just came out with a book, amazing book. And she's mentally, she has a bipolar disorder. And it explains so much about what mental illness is like. And you should listen to the interview because it's really eye-opening. And you learn a lot about it. It's never just one thing. And so I'm, I'm glad his sister came out and said this because, yeah, method acting is one thing. but I think it's interesting, though, because his sister, Kate, who, who did talk about this stuff, um, she is kind of disregarding the effect that something like this could potentially have. And I think that it's probably somewhere in the middle 
mm-hmm. this is not necessarily the catalyst or the only thing, like you're saying, Johnny. But it can be very challenging when you are a method actor, even sure. even just that going in and out at any point. Uh, and I thought it was interesting that this is now the time that she chose to share this. I think with the documentary coming out, right. too, is exactly. really highlighting a lot of it. But, I mean, you know, we saw the set photos and there's the footage and everything of him, like, skateboarding on set and doing ollies over his cast members and having fun on set. But that is, again, when they're not rolling. And then it is a very emotionally grueling thing to mentally put yourself in that place. So, Yeah. And he did I'm, die of a, you know, medication overdose, which, you know. One of the... One of the saddest deaths uh, that I think he was just such an immense talent and mm-hmm. we never know what could have happened with his career. And I am glad that this is still a subject, that it's still a topic, that it didn't go away, that people have remembered him and talked about it. And it is important that it is still in society something people are bringing up and discussing. Also to help you know people who exactly. may be going through depression themselves and knowing that there are outlets, there are people that you can talk to, and so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, here's something that's going to bring the room up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, give it to us. I always talk about how pro wrestling and superheroes, they are intertwined. Well, uh, look, first off, I'm going to be Booster Gold. But anyway, let's just give this guy a shot. <laughs> I felt right. so bad, even, like, Johnny, even speaking about this, I feel so bad. <sighs> I I feel guilty about it. I feel like, are you Okay. No, he, he, look, he interviewed uh, Up Rocks. It wouldn't shock me if he interviewed with our friend Bill Hanstock, who does work for Up Rocks. Uh, but he did say, uh, my dream project, uh, anyone's dream project right now is how amazing the Marvel DC comic book era is really coming together and blowing up the scene. Um, and he said, you know, but there's so many roles that have already been taken. So, you know, he wanted to play, who was it? He's like, I think Deadpool. anyone wanted to, yeah. He's like, I think anyone who wanted to do Marvel or DC Maybe WWE can combine them and do something, but you never know. Uh, but, I mean, a lot of the main ones are kind of taken, but I've always wanted to play Booster Gold, so there you go. I'm so sorry, Johnny. I'm so sorry. I mean, hey. You're our Booster Gold always. Thanks. You're welcome. Quasto for Booster, hashtag. <laughs> I like that. What do you think, though, Johnny? You're a big, obviously, wrestling fan. How, yeah. how would you picture Miz doing in that role? Uh, you know, it's fun. I think he actually would do pretty well. He's already starred in a handful of feature films. Uh, you know, obviously, none of them critically acclaimed or anything, but the guy knows what he's doing. And he was just on my show a couple weeks ago, and him and Maurice, his wife, um, great interview. Like, he, when Radio Row was done at WrestleMania, everyone had already gone. Like, everyone had been whisked away to... Who was still there 20 minutes afterwards making sure that another media outlet got their time was the Miz and Maurice sitting there by themselves. Everyone else is already gone. And that's so he's always gone the extra mile. He has earned his success. I know he came in from the MTV background. People hold that against him. But he goes above and beyond. He does all the media they ask him to do. And when I saw him sitting there at Radio Road 20 minutes after that he was asked to do, enjoying an interview with someone, making their day as for whatever media outlet that was. That meant a lot, and his character is very pompous. His character is very sarcastic. So, yeah, I definitely think he could pull it off, and obviously he's a professional athlete. So, if you ask me, it kind of has all a great combination you're looking for. So but not as good as Johnny. Give him a shot? No, not as good as me, but I'm just saying. Yeah. But you could still give him a booster shot. <laughs> Alex says uh, Alex says he looks douchey enough to be booster gold. So, me, me or The Miz? I think he means The Miz. Okay. Either way, I wouldn't mind if you met You're him. You're not douchey looking. Which is so funny because the, he's so nice. Like, he's such a, like, nice person. He bought me an ice cream cone once. Did oh, he? Sweetie. Yeah. Well, there you go. 
Uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens there if Booster Gold uh, indeed happens. So we don't actually have this photo, but go to Jason Momoa's Instagram account and you can see a pretty cool photo of him and Tamura Morrison uh, from the set. And um, his quote is, meeting one of my idols, I'm so honored and proud to be working with him. True inspiration for me growing up, trying to become an actor. I have never seen somebody cheese as hard he as he cheeses so in this photo. He is the big kid. Maybe Anthony can go to it for us, Momoa's Instagram. It's it's like the smile is as big as his muscles, and that yeah, is saying and something. That is, that's saying a lot. I don't even understand how like his lat is working there. What? I, just the picture is amazing. Everything, I love about, it. everything, everything does. about that man is amazing. Yeah, there we go. Thanks for throwing that up for us. There you go. Just it's phenomenal. Truly, truly a straight cheesing. That's like that's strong, what people mean when they say like, "Oh, somebody's cheesing, cheesing." That's a strong hug. It's a strong cheese. Super strong hug. That's like some Gouda. <laughs> that is very Gouda. Gouda. Well, that said, I think that covers all the movie stuff for the week. So does that mean that our show's over? Well, well, I think it might be time for something uh, else. Yeah, there's some good news. It's time okay. for Roxy Stratus TV time. Sing along with me this time. Roxy Stratus TV time. She thinks that the flash is fine. Both of them. DC movie news Agreed. The top. <laughs> TV time. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. So, uh, thank goodness we've got our shows back because that was a long hiatus. Not really, but it felt very long. A few weeks feels like a lifetime without my DC TV shows. Well, we, it's going to we... be a longer lifetime without Powerless. So, let's just get into it. Oh, why'd you have to burst my bubble there? Sad. I just took an opportunity and thought it was a good opening to talk about Powerless. Powerless this past week was freaking amazing, too. But okay, really? here's what's going on with Powerless. Powerless has been canceled for the next two Thursdays. That's how it started. Then there was a tweet from the creator that was like... That was a bummer. Yeah. Patrick Schumacher said, Powerless will not air this week or next. This I know for sure. I can guess some other things, but they're not good. Thanks for watching. Oh, that's... You could tell as he tweeted that he was legit depressed. Like, oh, man. It sucks. And here's the thing. I don't understand. NBC? Did, I don't either. NBC. Did you guys watch season one of Parks and Rec? That show was, it was not rough. good. And then it got so And then good. it became the best show on NBC. Like, Parks and Rec, the first six episodes, which was the entire first season, was tough to get through. Sure. I don't get it. And, and Seinfeld. Same kind of jam. It took people a long time to yeah. catch on to things. You know what? I think we figured out with NBC... If you pitch a pilot to NBC that gets picked up and they do a run, you're pretty much screwed because they lose faith in freshman series unless they buy a package. Big time. And the good place was picked up, but they bought that as a back <coughs> as a package me, as a package when they bought the first season. So then it got signed on for season two almost immediately. I think if Powerless had been sold as a full package, if it had been given its full run. Mm-hmm. Then maybe sure it would have given enough steam to pick it up, but if and they're not even going to show the last two episodes, that's like that's oh. crazy. And ratings dipped too. It had a one point one to start off, three point one million viewers, and then the last episode just a point six and two million. That's a pretty. Fr- you have drop. to give comedies a little bit of time. I agree. It takes yeah. it takes uh, you know a few episodes at least. Look, look at and Family this show Guy got and better Community. And better, right? It, it, well, it look just at got Community on NBC. There you go. It's NBC like, has always been notorious for pulling the plug real early. Real Danny Pudi, I'm like... Uh, look, he's doing fine. 
Yeah, but, still. but NBC, come on, man, have some faith in Danny. This show was good, it. and it was getting better and better. And I'm telling you, it was going to be the next big thing. They needed to give it time. They didn't, or maybe who knows? Maybe we can cause enough buzz. Tweet at them. I was more than impressed. I'll be honest. When I first saw the trailer, I was like, "This show's going to be so bad." And then after watching, I'm like, you know what? It's this, gotten better and better and better. The writing's super clever. The acting is quirky enough for a multicam to where it, without an audience to where it, it, it just, it did work. And it's it's the kind of show you could just sit back and watch and, and not think and just enjoy yourself. And there have to be shows like that. Um, so it I is agree. unfortunate. I don't know why they wouldn't air the final two episodes. We're crying out loud. Just yeah. air. It's because they're in the Thursday night time slot, and I guess it's a very sought-after time slot. But, yeah. You, but you're going to play reruns, reruns of Superstore? I don't know. Like, why? It's so dumb. I and mean, Superstore's already picked up. So to it's try like, to get okay. some of the fans? I don't know. It's a weird move. It's a move I'm not behind. Uh, but at least we did get some of our other TV shows back this week. Starting with on Monday, we got Supergirl returning. Yes. What do you think of that episode? Oh man, it's I like seeing you know ladies being there for each other. But oh my gosh, it's sad when you're like feeling bad for Luther, like when you're sitting there like bummed out for Luther. Yeah. But it was interesting that turn, and as an iZombie fan, also it was cool to see yeah, Robbie to see, come on over. That was neat. It was cool. I I thought that that was like a nice little not crossover, but nod to the yeah. other DC. Universe, um, and it was it was an interesting episode. Monel, I thought, took a back seat this week. I'm kind of glad. Yeah. I feel like there's been a lot of focus, and it's like, hey, you know, she does other things. She's you know got got some other stuff going on besides just this relationship. So right. I think, and on Arrow, you guys have seen it time and time again, where Felicity takes the back seat. On the Flash, Iris sometimes takes the back seat. So Monel, sometimes you're going to take the back seat because yeah. your girlfriend's Supergirl. I mean, we're so, going to do. What are you I'll, I'll do? date Supergirl and take the back seat all the time. If Melissa Benoist shows Me too. up and says, "Hey, do you want to date?" Yes, where's my back seat? Yeah, yeah. I so, will sit there and love it. In general, yep. I thought that was it was a cool episode. Not a lot of Sanders. Yeah, but Not a lot of Sanders this week it was good. It was a still a good week though. Uh, we also got Gotham on Monday returned, which had been off for a while, quite right? a bit. Um, and I know that Elena represented wearing her Riddler. Outfit today. That yeah. was a. It was a can, strong can we get episode. The, uh, impression one more time. Oh, no. I'm the Riddler. <laughs> it's like not what he sounded like, but in my mind, it's a hundred percent what he sounded I like. I love it so much. Yeah, it was. It was a good episode. I'm curious, uh, not to give too many spoilers, but what's going to go on with Bruce Wayne and his doppelganger? There's like a weird thing going on there. Doppelganger's got some goofy hair. Uh, all right, moving on to Tuesday night. Guys, we got iZombie. Yes. yes, I waited for the show all year, and it's not disappointing me. No, it I is love so it. good. I, what do you think about the potential Blaine relationship and what's going on with his memory? Is he going to get it back? Is he going to lie about it? I, you know, I'm interested to see where they go with this too. Just because I, with everything else that's going on too, I'm like. I don't know. It could go either. It could go either way. I think. Yeah, because Major's going to have to take it, and yeah. he's going to have no choice. I feel like they're going to find out that Blaine's been lying because Major's going to start to get his memories back and Blaine's going to be pretending that he doesn't have them so that he can hook up with the hottie McCotty. What's her name? The brunette? Um, I think it's a good name. Hottie McCotty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's yeah. officially what it is on the show. Mm-hmm. And if you freaking would finally catch up, Johnny, you would know that was her name. Gosh. I'm never... I, look, I'll never be able to catch up on anything. I apologize. Flash came back this but week. Natalie, oh, I was going to say... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, just... 
finally getting like making some Natalie leeway. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool with that. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, let's. I'm also curious. As, so what? What? Is tell going me. On? Tell me what's happening. Yeah. Tell so. me what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Flash came back. This was one of those episodes that like kind of really mattered and also not as much because we time traveled again. But it really mattered and it informs what's going on. Based on this episode, I feel like I 100% know who Savitar is. And I'm curious if you guys do too. I don't want to give it away. But I feel like off of Killer Frost's reaction, we have to know who Savitar is. If you guys know what I'm talking about, write it in the chat, write it in the comments. I want to hear your predictions on that. Moving on to Arrow. Yeah, Arrow aired last night. This show's got me back again. I, I was gone. Well, that trailer was pretty badass that we showed last week. Yes, yes. This show is good. Felicity is going dark. We are getting gothic, dark Felicity back. She's messed up in some dark-ish right now. So that's kind of weird and kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Uh, and tonight I would say watch Powerless, but it's not going to be on. Um, but you can watch... No, Legends of Tomorrow isn't on anymore either. So watch Superstore. Go to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Do that. Go. Get the streaming service. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Not? All right. Yeah. So that's our TV time. That's pretty much everything. And that uh, essentially is the show for the week. So why don't we all just enjoy putting ourselves over, talking about life. I just realized I think I have to miss the next three weeks. Which I'll get to after you guys. Adam's talk. missing three weeks. You're missing three weeks. I apologize. Mike sometimes shows up. Well, in two weeks, I'll be in your hometown. Hey, oh. Yeah. Me too. Say what? I won't really be there. Oh, you uh, tease me. But I have family there. You want to go hang out with them? I actually, I'd love to hang out with them. Cool. That'd be great. Good talk. Yeah, we'll go get some cannolis. Whatever. Mike's pastries. I've heard of it. They're really good cannolis. I think I've been there. I don't know. In the south end, right? No, in the north end. North end. Okay, I've been there. I gotta go again. North End's the Italian district. But Elena, put yourself over. Hey, I'm Elena Jordan. You guys can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at that Elena Jordan girl. That's right, Roxy Strayer. I'm Roxy Strayer. You can find me everywhere at Roxy Strayer. Cool. Uh, Mike Kalinowski at Mike Kalinowski. Adam Gertler at Adam Gertler. You could probably see him in New Orleans right now uh, for celebrating his birthday. And hey, his birthday's days. on Sunday, right? I think I'm so. I'm pretty sure it's his 40th birthday on Sunday. Yeah, he's down there all weekend so, having a great time. Tweet at him. And That's Mikey, Mikey's on set tonight. He's yeah. filming television. We can't say what, but he's filming television. We're so proud of him. Yeah, I think he tw- I think he Facebook saying he got uh, I don't know how much he said, so I won't say how much he said. I'm but thrilled for it's him. something baller. It's a different show than the one he was on, which means it's only more heat for him, which is baller. Great. Uh, I'm at Jay Quasto. I just recorded uh, comedy, the stand up for my brand new album last night, which was so fun. The album's getting close. It'll be out in a few months, but the next couple weeks, let's see. I'm going to be in San Francisco. I'll be in Sacramento. I'll be in Reno. Then in two weeks, I'll be in Boston. And then I just found out, like, right before we went on the air, I'm going to be out of the country in three weeks. I don't think I can say where yet, but it's really hot. And I don't know if any of you are there. Too but either hot. Ways. Hot damn. Yeah. Just check out my social media. I'll tell you all about it. Anyways, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you to Anthony in the booth. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principal.